You're listening to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. My name's Mike and this is Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with people you hate. Coming up on this week's show. Irish people hate it when Americans say they're Irish. This country is obsessed with curry sauce. A few of my mates, I'll see them and go, Yes, Mike, no crack? I love the assumption that I couldn't possibly have anything in my life interesting enough to tell this person. Baz, I'm pleased that after two and a half years of doing this podcast, you've come up with something actually fucking interesting, pal. So, um, I don't know what date this is going out, but mark it in your diaries. That's, uh, that's a momentous occasion. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. This week, we're doing an episode called Things You Probably Didn't Know About Ireland. This is a um, a British expat living in Ireland talking about weird stuff I found about this island in the 20-odd years I've been coming here two or three times a year um, and the four years I've been living here. So it's only that's, four years? That's, I've been living here. Well, it's not even four years. Uh, it was four years in August, so... Um, so yeah, um, that's what we've got today. Um, just observations I found on a bit kind of like you know, you know, like we did with the American thing. It was like, oh look at that, it's it's similar but different. That's what this is, but with Irish. So the uh, the first thing, Baz, that I want to cover is um, that took me as a surprise when I came to Ireland is um, I'm going to hold something up to camera. Oh yeah, I know what this is. Oh, that's this that's that's the goo glass as well. That is, look, I've got the proper glass. And um, in, um, you know, sometimes when you put a movie on and you press that wrong button on your telly and they do, like, audio description. Yes. I think I, I think I need to do that for the people who are listening on the audio podcast. So, Mike holds up a pint of Guinness in Guinness glass. There you I, go. I just, want, I just want to say something about that glass because I had a special edition one which had a gold rim on it as well. Nice. And I've cherished it. And it was a straight one rather than having the bend in it. All right. And uh, Liz broke it once and I was devastated. <laughs> Baz, frankly, I'm surprised you're still married after that kind of behaviour. Um, okay, so I'm going to take a little drink out of this because I've just got back from work and I've only had one drink and I'm far more entertaining than I've had a couple. So, um. is, this, is, that, is this out of a can that had a widget in it? Is that, is that still a thing? Um, oh, I've, I've ruined that. Because I'm too thirsty. Um, apparently, you're supposed to get it in between the, like, halfway up the G some people go for, yeah. or in between the harp and the Guinness. Or, either way, I've, uh, I'm far too thirsty. I've gone way beyond that. I'll explain that then, yeah. So, basically, you have to take, you, your first gulp has to be the exact level to get it to a certain level on the glass, does it? Yeah, that's a little challenge that some people... Some people do it differently. And, again, that's not an Irish thing. That's just that's a thing I've seen on, on Tinternet. Yeah. So, yeah, the first thing I want to say about Guinness Baz is... Um, when I moved to Ireland, I was surprised how few people drink it. Okay. I just assumed that, obviously, it's the national drink, and they're all dead proud of it and all that. Um, I assumed that loads of people would drink it. But I would say that as many of my mates here in Ireland drink it as my as do of my mates in England. Yeah. Um, that was close to a incoherent English sentence. You get the gist. I understood it, and that's all you Yeah, did. exactly. Yeah. Well, well, if Baz understood it, everyone else will. Yeah, everyone, everyone from the age of six will understand it. Well, that's, that's why I get Baz on here, because he's like the lowest common denominator. So if he understands it, then uh, then everyone will. So good. It's, it's a bit like, you know, the canary that they took down the uh, <laughs> down the pit. If that dies, it's like, oh, we're all in trouble. It's, like, it's the same thing. If Baz understands it, everyone will. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say the same proportion of my mates here drink it as uh, the proportion of our mates uh, back in England do. So that was a surprise. Um, but despite the fact that far less people drink it than you would expect, they are fiercely defensive mm. of it. There are four things that people don't like you doing with, glass, uh, with Guinness, okay? One of them is they don't like you slagging it off. They might not drink it, but they don't want you slagging it off and saying it's not nice. Yep. They will never pour it into a glass that isn't a Guinness glass. Oh, okay. They cannot stand when somebody pours it badly. Yeah. So, in a, like, it's like sacrilege. Like, because if 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 Irish people go over to a pub in England and they just pour a full pint of Guinness and leave it sitting there and then top it up, they will hound you. There's a there's a whole ritual to pouring a pint of Guinness. Yeah. Um, that is taught by Guinness people. Yeah, I've had um, I've had that shown to me in the Guinness factory when you only know, go on the top floor. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not rocket science. You pour about two thirds of it with the glass at forty-five degrees. You let it settle till it's completely settled and it's black with the white head, 
and then you top it up from yeah. there. It's not rocket science. But um, I say that um, in COVID, um, they um, when the pubs were shut, they had a little bar outside the pub um, just up the road from us, and they were selling pints in like plastic glasses with plastic lids. Yeah. And I was buzzing because I'd not had a pint. You know, obviously, it's cheaper to drink at home, but I'd not had a pint for ages. So I was like, this is amazing. So we pulled in at our... Uh, just outside the local hotel there. And I was like, right, yeah, can I get two pints of Guinness, please? And he went, because um, that's all we were selling. And he was like, yeah. He said, do you want to pour it yourself? I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So Emma filmed me, and I just poured this Guinness. And I was like, that's amazing. Cheers, pal. Give it to him. I said, did I do all right? And he went, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucked it. <laughs> yeah. So I put that on TikTok, and I just got fucking hounded by Irish people who probably don't drink Guinness, but yeah. um, and probably couldn't pour a pint of it themselves, uh, but quite rightly are protective uh, of protective of Guinness. And the other thing that ninety nine point nine percent of Irish people don't like you doing is drawing something in the top of it. Okay, yeah. So I always thought this was a thing that like you had to do a cloverleaf or something like that. It's a shamrock. Shamrock, same yeah. thing. No, it's not the same thing. Jesus! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Ireland. Similar. Similar right, thing. Okay, all, right, all right, okay. Maybe the first thing on the um, things you probably didn't know about Ireland is that um, <laughs> cloverleaf is not a shamrock. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, saws everyone in Ireland. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get me coat. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Um, I mean, I've never seen in Ireland somebody draw something in the top of it like that. Right. But also, you get some people trying to draw, like, shit and, like, dipping the finger in it and drawing shit on it as well. Yeah, okay. And where, the reason I say 99.9% of people don't like you doing that is one of my mates who occasionally drinks Guinness draws a smiley face in it himself yeah. every time. Good. And I'm just like, is that not, like, is that not, like, cause to be imprisoned over here? He was like, don't give a shit. Yeah. I just like doing it. It's my beer. I'll do what I want in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's the point not one, I reckon, um, that, doesn't, that doesn't mind having a face drawn in it because he does it every single time. <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, I went to Ireland in 2019, uh, and the only time I ever drink Guinness is when I'm in Ireland. I don't, mm. I don't touch it here unless it's the only thing left in the pub. And it very, very be, isn't it? And uh, my observation was, um, whenever I went anywhere with the, with the rallies, we'd always go to a pub, and my dad would always say, "Look, we'll, we'll have a pint of Guinness here." And each person in that pub would go, oh, "This is the best. This is the best pint you'll get." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, they said it last night. Yeah, no, but this is definitely the best." And then, then the following night, I said, "Oh no, this is the best pint of Guinness you'll, you'll get in this pub." So I was like, "I never really found it, but it was." Yeah. <laughs> No, you did. You found it lots of times. Yeah, exactly. Well, I never found the best one because obviously I never went to the night after that. So it's a, it's a bit like that bit on Elf when he runs into the cafe and congratulates them on the best coffee in the world or something because they've got a sign up in the window. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I did, that, that's, that is another thing that I wanted to say is that um, it used to be like everyone said, oh, oh, you'll never have a pint of Guinness like it is in Ireland. Oh, it doesn't travel well. It's always better in Ireland. It's, it's bollocks. It's, it's just, it used to be. Yeah. It used to be. Uh, but now with all the technology they've got and, you know, you can have a shit pint of Guinness here and yeah. you can have a much better pint of Guinness in England. Um, I, I, I may be deported for saying that, but uh, but it's true. It is uh, it, about how it's poured, though, isn't it? That makes the difference. It's No, it's more about how it's looked after. Okay. Um, how uh, the um, the pipes, how the pipes are cleaned and um, or how frequently the pipes are cleaned, how often it's pulled through as well. So how many pints they sell. If you've got somewhere that doesn't sell much Guinness, don't get it because it's going to be shit. Right. Uh, but to be fair, do you know what I mean? I'm an English heathen, so a shit pint of Guinness doesn't taste that much different. But I was out um, just the other week for um, a mate of mine's, uh, he, we were wetting the baby's head. He's had a, he's, a, he, well, he's not had a baby. Well, I guess he well, has, yeah, had a baby. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. He, he, he didn't do the hard bit. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so we, we all know, and, and we were in this, uh, we were in this bar. I've, I've driven, well, for the first three years of working somewhere beyond this bar, I never saw it when I drove past it every day. Then I did see it. I thought, I wonder what it's like in there. Well, I got to go in it um, a week or so ago. And I was meeting these lads. And we were in a WhatsApp group saying, like, what time are you getting there and all this kind of stuff. And one lad's 
sent a selfie like he was already there and he had kind of this green Hawaiian shirt on and I'm glad he did because otherwise I wouldn't have had a clue who I was go- like I mean admittedly this pub was very quiet because we were meeting up at two o'clock in the afternoon yeah um, but it's the it was the most dimly lit bar I've ever been in in my entire life and I went from like daytime it was relatively sunny walked in and you know it takes a while for your eyes to adjust to something. Honestly, it was it was the darkest bar I've ever been in in my life. Is it like going into a medieval medieval bar in um, pub in the Game of Thrones or something like that? Absolutely, mate. <laughs> um, never seen Game of Thrones, but I get where you're going with it. Okay. Um, and and I, and I was like, I, I was like, looked over and I could see this Hawaiian shirt, so I gambled. In this bar where there was one table of a bunch of people, one of them had a Hawaiian shirt, and I'm thinking it's probably a minute. So I walked over. Hey, you're right. You're right. Like, didn't think I knew anyone. And there was there was a there was at least one person that I did know, but I didn't recognise because I couldn't see them properly. <laughs> but eventually, you know, your eyes like, adjust to it. And then someone else comes in the bar and just goes like squinted eyes. He goes, oh, "Fucking hell!" Like and you can see him like looking around and they're, like, "Is that my mates?" and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, that place is literally the best pint of Guinness I've ever had in my life. Good. Absolutely incredible. Can, can, you, can you quantify what, what makes it? This is where I, I just struggle. It's like, like, it's like, so if it should a fishy always taste the same, shouldn't it? Because it's the same yeah. drink. But yeah. I, I, I can't put my hand, my, my, my finger on it, what makes it better. The reason why I say it tastes better in Ireland. Can't tell you yeah. what it is. It might be psychological, but I don't know what. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, uh, originally the whole it tastes better in Ireland is because they used to brew it loads of different places. Now they brew it in um, St. James's Gate in Dublin and in Nigeria. So unless you're in Africa, it's come from the same fa- it's come from the same brewery anyway. Yeah. So don't, don't panic. Um, and yeah, it's probably come in a massive tanker, then been put into barrels. So yeah. it, it, it's the same shit. Um, but yeah, this one was, I think it was just because it was creamier and it was less bitter um, or less, or whatever the burnt toast thing is. Now, you know, the burnt toast thing about Guinness is quite a nice thing. That's one of the yeah. endearing things about it. That it tastes a little bit like burnt toast. Yeah, chocolatey as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, it is, but this was just, it was just creamier. It was smoother and it was less bitter. And uh, uh, it, it was really, really good. Um, so good that I um, I complimented the uh, the guy behind the bar on his quality of Guinness, which I'm sure when he heard my accent, he was like, Wang. "Well, I, I'm, I'm not taking that as a good as good praise, is it? He, I've got a fucking clue. The English don't know what they're talking about when it comes to Guinness, and admittedly, because I don't drink it that often, he's probably right. So yeah, that's the first one. The first thing is that uh, my first observation about Ireland, having lived here for four years, is I expected almost everybody to drink Guinness and in fact when I first went to a bar after living here uh, when we moved here I was kind of like almost apologetic about ordering a pint of lager as opposed to a pint of Guinness Um, but yeah loads of people uh, loads of people drink other stuff in fact most people drink other stuff and even on that um, uh, even on that uh, day out we'd had to uh, wet the baby's head we um uh, we all started drinking Guinness, and there was tons of us drinking Guinness. Um, and then after about two or three pints, everyone's like, a couple of people went off onto like lager and different things, and and, and you know, and a couple of people went onto Corona because we were on a day out, and uh, they didn't fancy drinking full pints. Yeah, and also was... I find Guinness really strong. I mean, I get hammered on on a few pints of anything. Oh, really? But yeah, yeah, mate, mate. I could drink Guinness till it came out of my ears. Yeah, and I would not be shit faced off Guinness. Um, but I would I would suffer the day after. Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. And, 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 and I'll, I'll give a few more clues, actually. Um, I don't mean hangover-wise. Yes. Um, I mean bathroom. <laughs> I would struggle in the bathroom the day after. I think I've done enough there to paint a very, very horrendous picture of what I mean, but people are very clear on um, if I drank Guinness all day, what the repercussions would be? I'd like to. I'd like to get the opinion of people who drink Guinness from other parts of the world as well, like you know, obviously in the states, and because hmm. it's it's sold everywhere. But I it think is. it's probably one of those things. Do you think it's probably one of those things that's quite exotic in other countries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so, and yeah, and that's probably why not that many people drink it here because yeah. it's just like yeah, it's all over the place, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. And that's the first thing, is that when I moved to Ireland, I expected shitloads more people to drink Guinness than actually do. There you go. So come on with the Irish, you need to drink some more. (laughs) 
Uh, we'll get us sponsored by Guinness. We'll have that one. Do you remember when we got sponsored by, um, what was it, the, the Pig Company? The, the Snaffling Pig Company. <laughs> yes. There you go. There's another one for free, lads. They said you know it, what I mean? They sent us beer and snacks, and then we had, to, we, we had them on the podcast, didn't we? Yeah, so... So Guinness, um, come on, step up. So there you go. For being the only person to ever sponsor one of our podcasts, you'll get another shout-out for nothing. The Snaffling Pig Company. There you, there you go. go. I've said it again. <laughs> I enjoyed them. <laughs> if anybody wants to sponsor the podcast, we're very cheap. Um, no morals. We're very cheap. We've got, uh, yeah, we, we won't turn anyone down. We'll absolutely advertise any kind of shit. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so just get in touch with us. Yeah, um, even though Farage got kicked out, we'll have Coots Bank. They can sponsor us as well. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, well, that's a reason to get him in. <laughs> what else you got? Come on. I like this. Right. My next one, Baz, is um, this country is obsessed with curry sauce. That's a, there's a great statement for a start. No, it literally is, mate. Yeah, and yeah I, mean, I didn't know that, yeah. I mean, in, in, I don't mean curries, yeah? I mean, there are, there are like, curry houses, there are Indian restaurants and all that kind of stuff over here. You Not mean that chip many. shop curry sauce? I mean, chip shop curry sauce. Oh, they are obs- I love it. They are obsessed with it. <laughs> and I use those words um, wisely and deliberately, right? And I'll give you the easiest, the easiest barometer for how obsessed they are with chip shop style curry sauce um, is when I was in England and obviously when you go shopping and that if you wanted to buy some chip shop curry sauce you might get one in a in a kind of small Pringles tub next to the gravy yeah yeah you might yeah powder you might get one in a bit of like in a a packet and that would be it doesn't matter how big the Tesco could be for the size of a small village, yeah. and that is all you would get. Over here, in a normal-sized Tesco, there is at least one bay. Oh, really? Filled with different types, not just all one, loads of different Different types. brands and everything, yeah. Different brands. There'll be a mild, a medium, a hot, a slimmers one. Wow. There will be honestly. That's bad. It, it's they're, they're just there's billi- different brands and shit. It was like, I mean, I'm not being funny, but chip shop curry sauce is chip shop curry sauce. Well, I thought it was. Clearly again, not, yeah. <laughs> again, I'll probably be deported for saying that because it's such a, level, a thing of national pride over here. But it's just, I was amazed by it. It's just all over the place, and obviously in the chippy, it's like you got it in that. But the thing that surprised me the most is. I once ordered fish and chips here, and the lady who was serving me said, do you want curry sauce on that? I was like, I just ordered fish and chips. I was like, I know that, look, fish and chips are a foodstuff, and curry sauce is also a foodstuff, so I know theoretically they can go together. But I didn't realise it was so common that that would be... It wasn't, do you want salt and vinegar, which everybody has or everybody either has or doesn't but it's just that i thought would be the first but no would do you want curry sauce on it i was like again like i say i know those two things exist but the combination in my mind is so bizarre i can't believe she asked me it's a bit like going into somewhere and saying can i have a bacon butty yeah do you want custard on it (laughs) do you mean it's that weird for me in my head yeah i'm just like i those two things don't go together in a million years in my head. So for it to be so common that that's the first question she asked when I ordered fish and chips blew my mind. That's weird though because I've, I've I've had fish and chips and curry sauce lots of times. It's one of those mm. things. If I'm going to have a curry sauce, I'll have it with anything. To be honest, would you usually have it with a sausage? Then is that sort of what you, well, you anything? You know what I mean? It's like the but uh, for, for for curry sauce to be the first thing that she asked me mm. if I've ordered anything. Yeah. Is that just illustrates how how commonplace yeah. um, this is, and how and how popular chip shop curry sauce is here. It is, it is amazing. It's, I love I love chip shop curry sauce. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? And and I will have it. I love you know, I love I love chips and curry sauce or whatever. Like, but I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't normally have it on on, on fish. But like I say in England. If you went in and said, like, fish and chips, and they'd say, do you want salt and vinegar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, Never in a million years would a chippy in England go, 
Do you want curry sauce on that? Yeah, like, you, you won't get the old one that says, do you want mushy peas? Exactly. And fish, chips, mushy peas, it's, it's, that's a thing. You always have to but, ask yeah. for curry sauce in this country. I had no idea that um, curry sauce was such a commonplace thing in this country that when you order fish and chips, that would be their first question. Right, me. so next time you go to Tesco's, I want you to photograph the curry sauce section because I'm, 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 I'm amazed by this. Because like you say, I've only ever seen... The granules either done by the home brand or by, I can't remember who does gravy. Um, Bisto. Bisto, yes. Yeah, so I've seen the Bisto curry sauce there. Yeah. Yeah. Look, mate, I, I will do. Um, I have a video on my phone, but I haven't, I clearly haven't got time to go yeah, dig, yeah. digging through it. But I took a video in Tesco because I was just like, I cannot believe this. And, and like I say, you know when you go to, um, you know when you've got a petrol station and they've got a small, small supermarket, I mean... So small that, you know, they've probably only got one brand of pasta sauce or yeah. whatever. They'll have three different curry sauces. Mad. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. I just can't, I couldn't believe it, honestly. It's crazy. I, I didn't know that. And, you know, like I said, I've been to Ireland a few times, but I never noticed it because I've never really gone into supermarkets other than to look for Tato's, which is my, this is my, Irish, <laughs> this is my Irish food brand that I know. There you go. Um, <laughs> very quick thing on Tato's. Um, if you haven't heard of Tato's, um, they yeah, are a, they are an Irish brand of uh, of crisps or chips if you're American and wrong. Um, crisps, yeah, exactly. Um, but t- here's a quick fact about Tato's. Tato's invented the cheese and onion flavour. Oh, I love them for it. Then there you go. It's my favourite flavour. Legends. <laughs> right. Okay, so um, we briefly mentioned Americans, Baz, and I know we have uh, uh, quite a few American listeners, so. Um, I would hope that by now our American listeners would know that when we speak um, about them, we are um, um, maybe not in the nicest terms. We are talking tongue in cheek, so I'm putting massive provisos on the phone. Please don't stop listening to us. I'm guessing now, if you've listened to us for so long now, you'll understand. Anyway, we have a lot of sympathetic Americans. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Um, I need to. I need to say on behalf of the Irish people, not that I am one, but Irish people hate it when Americans say they're Irish. Okay, go on. You know the whole. Oh yeah, I'm Irish. Yeah, and that, I'm, uh, that, I don't care if that was a bad impression, but whatever. <laughs> it's better than mine. <laughs> it, it is better than yours, pal. To be fair. Um, but yeah, you know, you know when Americans always say like, "Oh yeah, I'm Irish," and and I'm like, "Are you?" Oh, were you born in Ireland? No. Were your parents born in Ireland? No. Were your grandparents born in Ireland? No. How are you Irish then? Oh, my great, great, great grandmother was Irish. Or, oh, my uh, my surname's Murphy or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not fucking Irish, right? And, and, and a lot of people over here just absolutely detest it when Americans say they're Irish. So, here is a tip. Right? So, if you are American and you do go around saying you're Irish because you believe you're Irish... I'm going to give you a couple of alternatives. So instead of saying, I'm Irish, if you say, I am of Irish descent, no one's got a problem with that. I have Irish heritage. No one's got a problem with that. My family were Irish. Or my family are originally from Ireland. No one's got a problem with that. If you say you're Irish and, you know, your granddad's Irish, no one's having that. Yeah. No, no one's having it at all. Do you know what I mean? And and it's kind of a wider thing with the Americans, Baz. Is you know you you, just, you get a lot of people say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm Italian American, or I'm this, or I'm Italian, or yeah, I'm I'm Dutch, or it was like, I don't get that. I mean, it's a very different thing that the Americans do that we don't, right? And and I guess the best illustration of that, Baz, is that both my parents are Scottish but I wouldn't for a second describe myself as Scottish. No. I was born in England, brought up in England by two Scottish people. All my upbringing, every, all my experiences and stuff are English. I was born in England. I see myself as English. Okay? So I don't understand this whole calling back to generations ago and saying that's your nationality or they might have had a 23andMe or a heritage dna or whatever like that say so look i'm 25 percent irish i don't get it um maybe it comes from the fact that um white people stole the country a, a few centuries ago yeah. um it's <laughs> probably where it comes from um, but yeah i don't i don't understand right because americans as 
as a nation are fiercely patriotic. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Do you know what? They, f- they swear allegiance to the flag. They, they get kids to do it in school, which, by the way, outside of America, everyone else thinks you're fucking insane for making <laughs> kids do that, by the way. Um, but you've got that, and you've got you know the whole hand on the heart with the national anthem and all that kind of stuff, and God bless America, and, and, and how kind of revered the flag is and all that kind of stuff. Yet at the first opportunity, they're like, yeah, I'm Irish. It's like, no, you know, you're American. If you're proud to be American, say you're American. Oh, you know? I, I wonder, though, if, if there's this thing about uh, like having that sort of connection with Ireland. Because there the, the equally be numbers of Americans dating from that period of time, you know, when the Irish you know, did go to, to like America in, you know, in their masses. Yeah, there would have been English people at the same time. None of those people go, oh, yeah, I'm English. No one ever yeah. sort of like does that. And nobody ever sort of says, oh, yeah, I was an Italian immigrant. It's always, everyone's really quick to jump on the Irish one. You never get, oh, yeah, I'm Welsh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah. I mean, you get like, I, I'm Italian, but they, they tend to say Italian-American. Scottish, or, okay. Scottish get it a little bit as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and do you know what? If, if you're American, if you're American and your parents are Italian, I get the fact you're saying Italian because there's plenty of people in my situation who were born in England but have two Scottish parents who would say the Scottish. Yeah. I just don't feel Scottish, so I don't say it. Um, so I get that. But when it's like generations ago, or it's one of your four grandparents or whatever. Because, I mean, look, I've got my one of my great-grandparents is Finnish. I don't say I'm Finnish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, it, it, I just find it a really odd kind of... Um, like, say, the, the juxtaposition, nice word, between the patriotism of americans and the claiming another um nationality is bizarre i mean we've taken a bit of a tangent from uh, from where we are talking about america uh, from ireland but stop doing it yeah right because people in ireland don't like it yeah <laughs> so it's like and like i say i've given you examples of how you can express the same thing you can be proud that your heritage or your uh your ancestors or your bloodline is Irish. You could be proud of all those things. And Irish people would look will love that you are proud of those things. But just don't say you're Irish. Yeah. <laughs> because you're not. Yeah, you're American. But actually when you when you said before about, you know, um emigration and all that kind of stuff, um there are more people of Irish descent outside of Ireland than there are inside yeah, of Ireland. Yeah, no, this, yeah, um, yeah. for obvious reasons. We're not gonna go into the potato famine because I'm English. I don't come out of it too well. <laughs> I say I don't. It wasn't me. Yeah. And I keep telling my mates that. Every so often, my mates will give me a dig about the occupation for 800 years and stuff. I was like, well, it wasn't fucking me, was it? Do you know what I mean? That was definitely pre-1974 when I was born. Do you know what I mean? Definitely couldn't have been me. It's yeah, not I, my fault. I might have been involved, but we're not too sure about that. <laughs> yeah, we haven't yeah got, exactly. We haven't carbon dated me for a while. That's it. I reckon you were uh, you were definitely around when Cromwell was. Oh, so you're before that, that yeah. He was a young lad when I was about, yeah. <laughs> yeah like Cromwell's godfather. <laughs> <laughs> used to bully him at school. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the second thing is if you're American... You're American. Did, right? didn't, Stop didn't, saying you're Irish because they don't like it. Didn't didn't Barack Obama find he had a bit of an Irish like? Yeah, and, and do you know what? Um, uh, 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 Joe Biden is Joe Biden's grandmother um, is Irish. Yeah. So when he came over here, he made a big thing of it. Went to a pub, obviously, drank Guinness, obviously, as you do. Did he wait for it to settle though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, he was told to do it properly, <laughs> but yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, he made a big thing of it. Um, and even he kind of went down the route of like, yeah, I'm Irish and stuff. I'm just like, you're not, all right? No one, to my knowledge, in any other country does that. Yeah. No, no one in any other country goes, oh, yeah, well, my, my great-grandfather was from this country, therefore I am that. Well, it strikes me that it's, it's a bit of a badge of honour like, you know, yeah. that you'd, that you'd want to mention it. Mate, everybody wants to be Irish. Yeah. Let's have that right. <laughs> and do you know what? That's because Irish people are cool. Everyone loves them. Yeah. Um, they're dead friendly, and they, they, everybody loves the Irish. Um, so, yeah, that's why everybody wants to be Irish. Just before we move on, and obviously as well, yeah. the, um, Trump's got a couple of golf courses in Ireland, hasn't he? Um, not sure if he's got them in Ireland. I'm pretty he's sure. Got one in, he's got one in Scotland, definitely. I'm sure, he's, I'm sure I passed one, maybe it's in Northern Ireland then. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure I passed by a Trump uh, golf course in Ireland. I'm just going to Google that before yeah, yeah. I respond. Well, it's just one of those things. When I went past, I was like, 
What the fuck's he got a golf course here for? Does he, is he claiming some kind of Irish heritage? Okay, well, I'll edit out that bit where I Googled to see if he did have a golf course here. Because I'm into golf and I live in Ireland. Had no idea. But yes, he does, in Doonbeg, in County Clare. Well, I'm more pleased the fact that I just didn't invent it in my head as being old, you know. Baz, I'm pleased that after two and a half years of doing this podcast, you've come up with something actually fucking interesting, pal. So... Um, I, I don't know what date this is going out, but mark it in your diaries. That's uh, that's a momentous occasion. Got something right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, he has one in Scotland as well. But yeah, I, I'm, I don't think they're particularly proud of that. To be fair, yeah. So I just um, wondered whether like he'd gone there because he had some kind of Irish descendancy. Because like you could imagine him being really proud. Ah, oh, I'm Irish. See, I think it'd go the other way, yeah. because I think he would, like, he, he doesn't ever talk about the fact that, I think his dad's German or something like that. <laughs> really? and, okay. Yeah, he, he never talks about that, because he's like, you know, red-blooded American and all that kind of stuff, despite the fact I think his dad's German, um, and his wife is definitely not. Um, yes. Native, <laughs> a, a, I nearly said Native American. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> he's not either. I meant Native of America. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. She wasn't born there. Yeah, she definitely wasn't. So, yeah, the, look, the, the the next thing is kind of an extension of that. Again, um, sorry, Americans. It might sound like I'm picking on you, but... We are. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, there are a number of things that people get pissed off that American tourists do when they get here. The whole top of the morning thing, right? The first time I came to Ireland was more than a quarter of a century ago. I've been coming here two to three times a year for 20 years, and I've lived here for four years. I've literally never heard an Irish person say top of the morning to you, all right? <laughs> There might be a small corner of Ireland where kind of like really rural Ireland where people are still saying it, but there's six million people here. And but, but it has to I, I, I'd, rec- I'd reckon out of the six million, there's probably about five still saying it. So uh, we should actually investigate maybe after this where that comes from because there's always origins to these things, aren't there? Because that is one of those the impressions that nearly everyone does of Ireland. Ah, top of the Ireland here. Which is, exactly. Yeah, and I don't know where it comes from. That, that, by the way, that's better than your that's better than your American accent. By the way, <laughs> if yeah, I've said that way more times, <laughs> Mate, I, I don't know what part of Ireland it was from, but it was on the it was on the island somewhere. <laughs> Look, it is a thing that has been said and was said. Um, but I don't, I don't know how, how common it was, but it's certainly not anymore. I've said it for years, just assuming it was like, not everyone says it, but it was... Mm. Like, but, you know, like when you go to Liverpool and someone actually says la to you? Yeah. And I always thought that was a myth. That, you know, no, no, yeah, that's very yeah, that's yeah. very common. Yeah, that yeah. Is a, like... But um, I just, yeah, so I grew up assuming that some people said it in Ireland and that's why people always use it as that phrase. Yeah. yeah, but like you said, if you've never heard actually anybody mate, say mate, it, mate, in a qu- in a quarter of a century, coming to and from this uh, this country back to my own, and living here for four years, I've never heard anybody say it. All right, okay. So the the briefing I found says it seems to be slightly archaic. So it might have been something that people said hundreds of years ago. Which, to be fair, Baz, is probably where you got it from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I might have even started it. <laughs> the other thing is the the whole kind of leprechaun thing okay yeah i wanted to talk about this because it is such a common thing there is one day of the year where wearing a leprechaun hat with a fake beard is acceptable and is actually done by people who are irish and that is the 17th of march which is saint patrick's day on that day and that day only it is acceptable to wear the big leprechaun hat with the ginger beard any other day any other occasion it's not acceptable but don't, I should imagine uh, leprechauns are probably sold as tourist trinkets, you know, at airports when people are leaving to Americans. Americans again, sorry. Look, uh, <laughs> look, they are as a thing that uh, tourists might want to take home. Um, and it's not, not like Irish people are embarrassed about leprechauns or just find it really offensive. It's just, you know, if you go out in Ireland... Wearing a leprechaun hat with like or all that kind of stuff, and it's not St Patrick's Day. You'll just look like a bit of a twat, and you will wind up the locals. So don't do it. So yeah, the final thing um, on this before I leave the Americans alone is um, I did a, a a reel and a TikTok on this, but um, stop calling St Patrick's Day Patty's Day. Oh yeah, yeah. It winds the Irish up so much because. Um, Patty 
is short for Patricia, yeah. not for Patrick. Yeah. The only reason I can think that Americans do it is because they're trying to be sensitive. They're trying not to use the word paddy because in America that might be seen as a slur. Okay. And I think I think it's seen as a slur by co- if you were to call somebody a paddy it would be seen as a slur. And do you know what in that context maybe it is. But the word paddy is not a slur. The word paddy is literally an abbreviation of the word of the name Patrick. Yeah, the Irish use paddy for Patrick, don't they? I, I know loads of lads who are called Paddy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that's the abbreviated form of Podrick, which is the Irish version of the anglicised Patrick. Or Porrick. As, as Porrick, yes. exactly. It, well, you know, they're all derived from the same name. So, so yeah, this whole... For, I think Americans do it with, with the best of intent, but it winds the Irish up. They were like, it's not Patty's Day, it's yeah, Paddy's Day. I think, I think some of it's like hearing it, but mishearing it as well. Well, not only that, Baz, you talk about hearing it. The Americans call it Patty's Day instead of Paddy's Day. Yeah. But the Americans say the word Patty as Paddy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it doesn't make any fucking sense anyway. <laughs> so to try and avoid the word Paddy, the Americans have gone to something that in an American accent is pronounced Paddy. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Just stop it. It's ridiculous. It is mad though, isn't it? While we're on uh, the name Patrick... Baz, I need to tell you about, there is another abbreviated form of the word Patrick. Okay. okay? An acceptable form, an acceptable abbreviated form of the name Patrick in Ireland. Okay. I will have to bleep this. Oh, okay. I'll say it to you and then I will describe a clue that says what the word is. Okay. But an acceptable abbreviation of the name Patrick in Ireland is Pat. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Famous, as in famous goalkeeper. As, as in Bonner, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And because of the connotations of that word in other countries, particularly in the UK, yeah, yeah. I will have to bleep that. But if you want to know what I'm talking about, um, Google Patrick Bonner, who used to be a goalkeeper for Ireland. His preferred abbreviation of Patrick was. Yeah. Again, I'm going to have to. Um, I'm going to have to bleep that out, because in a certain context, directed at completely different people that aren't Irish, that is an actual racial slur. Yeah. So it's the same thing that Paddy is not a racial slur unless you turn around to someone and say, "You fucking Paddy." Yeah. That is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the word itself isn't. It's all about the context. Um, so yeah, what, like I say, that is an abbreviation. Uh, it's going to take me ages to bleep all I'll these. I just out, leave like. it. We're actually using it as it, the term. That it's no, I know, but I said like, it, like you never know. Like, like, look, Spotify will have something that will flag that up and get this one kicked off. Anyway, um, my uh, my son Shay. Um, shout out to Shay because he listens to us and he's uh, he's one of our best listeners. Um, he wants. Pretty soon after we moved here, he went to a football camp, and the um, the coach um, started the session by saying, "Right, lads, my name's Pack," and Shay's eyes went like dinner plates, and he was like, "Well, I can't call him that because he's had like he was how old would he would have been nine when we moved here? He's had nine years of being told." You do not use that word under any circumstances. Or, or, or just grow up knowing that you don't use it. It's one of those things. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we literally didn't tell him, but it was like we grew up in a culture where that is a completely unacceptable and abhorrent word yeah, to yeah. even or, even whisper, right? And he's been asked by this guy, he said, call me this. And he was like, he came home. Um, he came home after the first day. He goes, mum, you won't believe what the coach has called. She went, what's he called? He said, I can't even say it. So he spelled out, not, he spelled out the slur, which is not how it's spelled. But anyway, she was like, oh, it's okay. That's a, that's a short form of Patrick. So uh, we should, should point out that uh, the word that Mike is bleeping out, it rhymes with lackey. There you go. And, uh, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck it. Go, go to, go to. Google, like I told you to, and go and do your own research. <laughs> in case you're struggling. <laughs> yeah. 
Sounds like wacky, yes. that sort of thing, but begins, with, but begins with P. There, you, there go. you go. We've filled in all the blanks. <laughs> and if you haven't got it yet, fucking hell. Yes. Like, like, you know, maybe you need some help. <laughs> um, anyway. So, yeah, there we go. So don't call it Paddy. Uh, don't call it Patty's Day because it's not. It's Paddy's Day, yeah, yeah. right? It's either St. Patrick's Day, Patrick's Day, or Paddy's Day. Yeah. It's not Patty's Day because that would be Patricia's Day. Yes. And it's not her day. Yes. She gets another day. I'm sure she has one. I have no idea when it is. <laughs> but it's not the 17th of March. I'm not going to lie. I'm enjoying this Irish edition. Good man. It's, Good uh, man. We're, we're finding out lots of things about what people think about Ireland. And particularly well, sh- you seeing it from like you know fresh eyes when you arrive there. Married an Irish woman. So I've been coming here three times a year for the last 20 years. Uh, before I moved here. But even when I moved here, there was stuff that surprised me. So, um, right, the next thing, if somebody came up to you, if somebody in Ireland came up to you and said, any crack? Yeah. There's a question. Any crack? What would you think they were um, asking you? Well, I would know, because is that spelled C-R-A-I-C, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, so I'd know, but there'd be lots of people who'd be going, um, is it like crack cocaine that we're talking exactly. about here? So, so if anybody comes up to you in Ireland and says, any crack, they are not asking you to supply them with, nor are they offering you any class A narcotics. In America or in the UK, you might say, how's it going? Or, you know, how are you getting on? Or how are you? It's just a, it's a pleasantry. Usually doesn't involve somebody actually telling you how their life is. Yes. <laughs> um, you're not interested in going into that much detail. It's just a, it's just a pleasantry that was like, yeah, all good. Um, is a, is a decent it's response like, it's to It's a that. bit like, how do you do it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I always get confused with saying any crack. And I was like, Crack also means um, good fun, yeah. having a laugh, banter, We're that kind a crack, of stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh, we'll be out. It'll be good crack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like someone will say any crack, and I'll just and that just means what's going on, uh, or you know, uh, like or whatever. Um, but one of the things that I think is brilliant is quite often they would they would ref- they would phrase it as no crack. <laughs> okay. They'll just come out and go no crack and. I'm baffled by that. I don't know what the response to that is, Baz. And it happens a lot. A few of my mates, I'll see them, he's going, yes, Mike, no crack? I'm just going, um, so yeah, that's another thing. Yes means hello. Oh, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if it's all across Ireland, but it'll be like, yes, Mike, no crack? I'm just like, I don't know what the answer to that is, Baz. I love the assumption that I couldn't possibly have anything in my life interesting enough to tell this person <laughs> they've made that assumption do you know what I mean? <laughs> they haven't gone with any crack so what's going on in your life like tell me about exciting stuff that's happening they've gone i'm i assume there's fuck all worth talking about going on in your life right now yeah <laughs> i'm trying to think of the of, of, uh, equivalent saying that we'd have would be not much yeah, it'd, be, it'd be like not much going on then <laughs> I know, yeah. yes. I was like, who are you to fucking judge yes. me? We're literally, I've not seen you for weeks. But to come up and go, hello. It basically goes, hello. I assume fuck all's going on in your life that, that's worth talking about in the next couple of minutes. Maybe it's your demeanor. I mean, like, maybe, maybe if you had a big smile on the face, you'd be like, yes, Mike. <laughs> Crack? Look, if you can think of a uh, response to that, please um, head to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash mildlypod. <laughs> And let me know how I'm supposed to respond to that. And I was like, yes, Mike, no crack. It's like, actually, my life's fucking incredible. I just think it's funny as fuck. I mean, and honestly, the first time someone said that, one of my mates said that to me, I think I laughed out loud because I was just like, that's brilliant. Just like, assume that, you know, just, nah, just, just, just fuck all going on in your life, is there? That, that is <laughs> I don't think it was just me they said it to. I think it was just their way. It's just a phrase they use. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't think they just go. All right, lad. What's the good? What's the crack with you? Yeah, yeah. You look like a fun-loving chap. What's going on in your life? And then they turn around to me and go, Mike. You probably lead a miserable existence. There's fuck all going on in your life, is there? I don't think it was like that. But may, maybe I'm wrong. Yes, Mike. No crack. All oh, that wall-to-wall crack in our house. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> have you got anything else? The last one that I'm going to cover. Um, I have got tons, so there might be a part two coming at some point in a few weeks. But um, let us know if you want a part two. 
Um, if you want a part two, tell us um, in the comments on Facebook or email us at mildlypod. Oh, what's it? Mildlypodcast at gmail dot com. There you go. So, uh, I want a part two. Does that count? There's the first vote. <laughs> okay. We've got one vote for a part two. If you want a part two, I've got loads of stuff. We're just running out of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last one I'm going to cover tonight, Baz, um, is um, marking someone's death is a national obsession. I'll give you an example, Baz, is that um, the obituaries of local people are, um, are read out on our local radio as often as the sports report. Really? Bloody hell. Yeah. Two or three times a day. Fucking hell. When I first got here, I was like, this is weird. I mean, look, look, all of the stuff I'm going to talk about in this section, right, are hugely respectful, and I'm not saying they're bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's uh, just they're, Irish they're, ways, they're right? Re- they're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. They're brilliant. Yeah. They should do them el- elsewhere, but it's just a thing that I don't know if it happens elsewhere. It certainly doesn't happen in the UK, all of these things. Um, so uh, the other thing is that um, wakes, right, come before the funeral so in the uk if you go into someone's wake it's going to the pub after the funeral yeah, having a few beers yeah, and yeah. chatting about them and on a, a wake in ireland starts two or three days before the funeral and it involves um the open casket of the deceased reposing in either their house or their parents house or their kids house or whatever and pretty much everyone they've ever met coming to pay their respects and i believe as well people they haven't met they just sort of knew of them in the in the town they lived in or something like that <clears throat> yep and it's like um the um the lady who lives at the top of our street her mum died we'd never met her mum but um so so it, it's kind of like there's kind of an unwritten hierarchy of what you do to pay respects so i never knew this lady at all never met her so we were like, oh, do we go to the wake? And we was like, no, no, we won't go to the wake. But what we'll do is when, when they come to take her to the funeral, when she leaves the house, we'll stand by the road. We'll, you know, dressed in black, stand by the road and, you know, like bow our heads and pay respects and stuff. So it seems like that's kind of entry level. If you don't really know them, but you know of them, that's what you do. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, no, if if somebody dies who's run a business, uh, run a local business, pretty much anyone who's ever bought a, it's like my uh, my father-in-law passed away um, eighteen months ago or so, um, and he used to own the uh, the tool hire. Definitely, some people would have come to the wake who had literally rented a lawnmower off him once in nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. It's just it's like I say, I think it's brilliant. It's I, I love it. But it's just such a different... It's just a cultural shift from what I'm used to. Um, and there's, there's other things that, like, it's... Um, so much... So, you know, like I said, when the, when the obituaries are read out on the radio, quite often they'll say, um, family time from 11pm to 9am. So basically saying, don't come round between... You have to say, don't come round between 11pm and 9am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know people rocking up at three o'clock in the morning, knocking on your front door. Can I have a quick look at the dead body? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The whole open coffin thing. I, I don't know what it is in different countries, wherever you are listening to this, but open coffin, open open casket, open coffin is not a commonplace thing in the UK. No, no. Is it? No. no. But yeah, so loads of the things are really kind of, really nice, really poignant, really... Um, uh, would probably offer comfort to the family and things like that, but yeah, just it's done very different differently over here, and it's it's literally it's days and days and days, and I know other cultures it's it's even longer than that. Well, so so my experience of um, the Irish funerals is uh, I've been a bit unfortunate that I've had two family members die in the last um, where are we twenty three in the last four years. And uh, my Irish family have come over on my dad's side, so uh, and they have literally made the funerals I've been to, the like, mm. you know, the wakes, and all, uh, and the other thing that I know as well is that they don't turn up all wearing black suits and stuff like that. Mm. Quite often they'll just be wearing normal clothes, like you know, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. You know, not black clothes, but particularly, uh, and they're always as well that like they always 
like my relatives have always been really good because they they come up and they always will always say you know like you know all the right things first and then once they've got the platitudes out of the way it's then anyway should we have a drink and it's and it and the, the, the you know particularly with my mum's funeral it they made it. They just turned the whole thing into something which was like a really nice event and, a, and you know, to remember my mum by rather than, yeah. oh, wasn't it a really horrible day, the, you know, the day we put my mum in the ground and stuff like that. So, um, and that, that was the reason in 2019 when I went across to Ireland was just to thank them all for coming over and turning my mum's mm. funeral into such a nice day. So none of them came to your mum's funeral and went, yes, Baz, no crack? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember <laughs> to, it. To, to, be, to, to be fair, that is an acceptable time exactly. to say, I'm assuming there's not a lot going on in your life that you're happy with right now. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, but yeah, so that was the thing I remember as well. It was that just, they, they seem like funeral professionals. They're very good at it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and like I say, very respectful yeah, yeah. And, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just like, it, it, marking someone like, said that like, I started it with marking someone's death is a national obsession. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, that's probably a bit more, it's a bit of a clickbaity way of saying it, but it's, it, it's not far off it. Cause they, they're just, they, uh, they really go to town on, on, on paying respects to, to somebody. And like I say, I, that's not a criticism at all. No, I no. think it's brilliant. I think it should be adopted in other countries. It just comes a massive surprise when I got it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Didn't and it so much so that you'll be driving down the road and there'll be roadside or there'll be a sign that the um, that the uh, undertakers put out saying wake, and some of them are just to say basically there's going to be shitloads of parked cars around here so take your time, um, also slow down pay your like be respectful but also like quite often it'll be wake this way and you know there'll be directional signs like a diversion and stuff it's mad so um, in summary Buzz. Um, <laughs> If you're American, stop pretending that you uh, that you're Irish. Yep. Um, be proud to be American because you keep banging on that you are. Not everyone drinks Guinness, but everyone eats curry sauce. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> That's my revelation of the evening. That one is. I, I would implore, particularly the Americans, um, to adopt the uh, the pleasantry, which is any crack. So I want you all to go to uh, next time you're out in a bar. Walk up to someone and say, any crack? And see what happens. <laughs> and on that bombshell, uh, we will leave it there for another time. Okay, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Baz, uh, for, uh, for your company. And um, we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. We're off to have the crack. <laughs> Mike? Yeah? Do you think anyone's still listening? I don't know, probably not. If they are, where can they find us? Thanks for asking, Baz. That's a great question. The best way to find us is to go to the website at daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast and the links to everything are there.